Welcome to the Fargo Countrowitz's Woodbury Campsite. You're here because, well, you don't really know any better, do you? <laughs> this is where you're at. You're thinking Fargo Kanchowitz, literary campsite, marshmallows, literature, Fargo Kanchowitz. Let me just tell you, first of all, this is going to be a great disappointment for you, so I recommend that you leave right now. No, in fact, I think you're better off going. Why? Oh, I know some of you actually will, and I'll regret it because I didn't really mean it, did I? Everything's a ploy. Everything's a fraud. And not everything is literature, either. Some things are just stupid. Well, Fargo Kanchowitz's literary campsite is one of those things. I don't know which one, but one of them. And you're going to have to find out. <laughs> you poor suckers. You saps. Anyway, let's continue. Um, there will be um, literature here at the Fargo Kent, which is literary campsite. Literature such as, well, hmm, we don't really know yet. We're just going to keep talking. You know, the first Fargo Kentowitz's Literary Campsite was in Santa Barbara, California at the University of Santa Barbara back in 1997. Yes, folks, I'm 55 years old. I am most likely older than you. Therefore, you must respect me. I am older than you, wiser than you, and therefore you must, like I said, respect me. If you're 56 years or older, um... Well, you don't have to respect me because you probably know a little bit more than I do. I've always kind of gone by the notion that if you're of a certain age, then you're somewhat wiser than the person who is not of that certain age. Of course, that goes against what Henry David Thoreau said when he said, don't dismiss the thoughts of the young. And he is absolutely correct for the young have quite a bit of knowledge within their sinews and synapses and and various other sundry parts. Really, it's probably just a, the fact that their imaginations have not been stompled on by people with all the best interests for themselves as opposed to them. I don't think stompled is a word, but that's kind of describes what it's like to uh, have your head kicked in metaphorically by somebody who, for some reason or other, wants to kick your head in. And when you've been kicked your head in, that's, then you really kind of like shoot you down a little bit and I guess that's why at the Fargo Kentowitz's Literary Campsite we can't even get the title right. Because our head's been kicked in so many times. But it is something that we've taken notice of. And therefore recognized as being a human truth, if you will. That we are always... Not always, but continually, in one way or another, being kicked to the side, kicked on to kicked, kicked in general. And we have to be able to get back up, get up again, never gonna let me let it get me down. 
right? Tumble Wumba. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, you don't know that song. That's okay. You missed the grunge period. Get over it. It's fine. You'll still be fine. Don't worry about it. It's sad. It's truly sad. But what are you going to do? So here I am as well, 55 years old, doing a podcast now. Of course, I'm doing a podcast. Fargo Kanchowitz's Literary Campsite has been a podcast in my mind for 23 years. I know 23 years isn't 53 years or 103 years, but it's not shabby when it comes to podcasting. In fact, back in 1997 in Santa Barbara, I had this idea that somehow the Fargo Kanchowitz's Literary Campsite, which was a radio show, by the way, at the University of Santa Barbara, um, UC Santa Barbara, that uh, it could be shared by other people all around the world. So, uh, because, you know, Fargo Kanchowitz doesn't really exist. Or does he? Well, maybe he does, and maybe he doesn't. But my idea, way back before the internet, was really kicking. Was the FKLC could be done as a literary show over in Amsterdam or the Bengali or, or Mishu Mishu or Tiki Tiki or Wiki Wiki, whatever, you know, wherever, at any time, forever. Sure. Lots of people wouldn't even know what to think of the Fargo Ketchum's Literary Campsite, but, well, that doesn't mean that you can't well, you know, oh, sorry. Sometimes I forget. Yeah, I forget. Well, I just forget. It just doesn't interest me anymore, I guess, but it does interest me. I had this idea to send the campsite all over the world 23 years ago. Now they're doing all that stuff now. I was coming up with a concept for the internet 23 years ago. And I missed the boat, never did it. So ultimately, when the S hits the F, if you will, you got to just do what you got to do. You just got to pick up that microphone and do it. Just do it. Throw everything away, the technological non-expertise, everything's got to go. And you just got to do it like a little schlep doing what a little schlep does. Time to do the next thing. And that's what you do. You do the next thing. And that's what I'm doing. And so, yeah, so the quality of this podcast isn't very good. Oh, well. (laughs) If the, the words aren't that good, well, oh, well. If the knowledge isn't very, very good, well, oh, well. It doesn't really matter now, does it? Really? Does it really matter? I mean, come on. Really? Oh, oh, it does. Okay. You have limited time. You're a busy person, right? Yeah, I get it. 
I get it. I get it. You're a busy person. So I got to improve my words. My words can be better. And that's why we have the literary in the Fargo Kantowitz's literary campsite, because the words need to be better, almost literary, if you want to take it that far, almost literary. And we do boast literary here at the Fargo Kantowitz's literary campsite. That's for sure. Cut. Oh, no, you can't do that right now. Well, I don't know. Anyway, we're going to be doing things on the literary campsite. Back in the 90s, 97, when the campsite started, I would get on the radio. In fact, it was a university radio station. They gave me a 3 o'clock slot on Mondays for an hour, and it was only pumped into the uh, dorms at UCSB. I never received a phone call. I would say, please call me here at the radio station and see what you got, you know? Never received a phone call. So it was transmitted into the dorm, but I never had any proof that anybody was listening. And why would they? Why would they be listening? I guess some people might have been listening, but I never really knew. But what I did, pretty much did just exactly what I'm doing now. I'm talking, talking, talking. What else is a podcast, right? There's got to be things to say. There's got to be things to say. And so I did. And um, not only that, I did what I told everybody I would do. I spoke and I read literature. I read literature. I read my own literature. My own work. Oh, I know, I know, his own work. There's so much work out there you could be reading, and he's reading his own work. Well, yeah, I did read my own work. But you know what? I think the Fargo Kanchewitz's literary campsite needs other people's work as well, and I think I'm going to be reading other people's work as well during this world that we live in, this recording space of literary campsitedness. Are you campsited, or are you not campsited? Uh, be campsited. Well, 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 this is the kind of things we think about here when we're 55. And recording our campsite finally after wondering about what to do. No more wondering what to do. That's over. Remember the kicks in the head thing that I used to talk about a long time ago at the very beginning of the Fargo Kanchwitz's literary campsite? Oh yeah, that was about 10 minutes ago, right? But after a while, you just got to pick up the recording instrument and just make your podcast. Just let it all hang out. Oops. Yeah, it's true, though. You got to just let it all hang out. And the Fargo Kanchewitz's Literary Campsite will provide to you all the hanging out, the literary hanging out that you, that you really would ever need. <laughs> but alas, <laughs> I get ahead of myself. <laughs> Cut. Oh, shit. Oops. 
Can you say that? I think you can. Huh. We'll be finding out later if you can say that word at the Fargo Kantowitz's Literary Campsite, according to the eyes that stare in on you at all time. You know those eyes. The eyes that stare down on you, that look down upon you to make sure that you are pure. Are you pure? No, really. Are you pure? Do you do what you're supposed to do all the time? And if you sometimes don't, how does that make you feel? Does it make you feel happy that you're going against the eyes that are looking down upon you? Do you like that about yourself? That you feel good anyway? <laughs> Wait till the boots come down. Here come the boots. The boots are gonna kick you in the head. Here come the boots. I'm going to run away instead. <laughs> Content, man. You gotta put the content out there. I know, Fargo, but you don't want to do stupid stuff. Look, I've been doing stupid stuff my whole life, most of the time in my head, all alone. Deep despair, right? Might as well just do stupid stuff for everybody else, too. Well... I guess you're right, Fargo, but still be careful, because if you are ever wrong or ever off a little, little bit, remember? Yes? Well, you know, people aren't going to like it very much. They're going to say you're weird and this and that and, oh, really, this and that. Yeah, this and that. Welcome back to the Fargo Kantowitz's Literary Campsite. As you can see, we uh, oftentimes uh, take little detours here at the campsite. We really don't know what we're talking about, but we attempt to go forward anyway. Uh, this is perhaps one of the most unspoken um, factoids of the podcast world in that nobody really knows what they're going to say next, but they keep talking anyway. And so you get people out there who spew this stuff. I don't I haven't listened to it. I guess most podcasts are really good, but I, I guess if you get the political stuff, you're going to be like this, that, like, you know, we got a lot of garbage out there in the sense of people are just, you know, buying into their basest basest sort of impulses and uh, just riding them like freaking a boy on a dragon in the night. Ah-wee! Uh, just riding their id to the, the, towards some netherworld Flames flying off the back of their dragon, igniting the world. 
Oh, well. I really want to talk without talking. Do you know what I mean? I really want to speak without speaking. I really want to sing without singing. And I would cut. Oh, damn it. What is it now? Listen. You know this isn't going to work. You know this isn't going to work. What do you mean this isn't going to work? Well, you know, it's a cut. Okay. Enough of cut. Cut was a little series I did a little while ago. I've done a few cuts. And uh, it's basically about, uh, well, I have to do a cut for you at some point. I have to do it properly. See, here at the Fargo Cantrips Larry Campsite, you can't really do it properly unless you really set it up and everything. But hey, this is a podcast. Maybe when the podcast hits a million views, oh yeah, it's a podcast. It's not an, a visual podcast, but an audio podcast. Oh, I'm never going to get the views. Yeah, well, a lot of people think, cut, there you go. There you go again, cut. So basically, it's a little device, a little literary device you can do. So you're going forward, you're talking and talking and talking, and suddenly something you say is stupid, and then you say in your own mind, cut. And that's supposed to be somebody else from the outside. Remember the boots? Saying cut. Well, that's, maybe it's your superego, according to Freud, right? Someone's saying cut, and you just have a conversation with that superego voice. And uh, they're a, they become the director and you're the actor and you can't figure... It's a long story. You'll figure it out sometime if I ever do it again. I probably will. Why not? What have I got to lose at this point? Nothing. The Fargo Cantuous Literary Campsite's been off the air for 23 years. Although it's uh, been written down quite a bit in uh, at, uh, advertising. FargoCantuous.com the Fargo Cantuous Literary Campsite. I'm going to be selling t-shirts, too. Oh, goody, I get to sell t-shirts at theFKLC.com. The FKLC, what does that stand for? Yes, you're correct. The Fargo Cantuous Literary Campsite. So, what do we do next? Where are we here? Uh, let me put my reading glasses on. Oh, um, huh, yes, here in the library, we're going to be... Uh, I've been telling you, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Don't do what? That. What's that? Oh, just go off into some tangent of nothingness. Nobody wants to hear that. Really? No one wants to hear that? Did you know the podcast market has over 4 million viewers? Yeah, I guess so, Wally. I guess so. So just keep those lips a flapping and shut up. Don't shut up. Keep the lips a flapping and keep talking. But deep down inside, between you and me, shut up. Okay. <laughs> well, welcome back to the Fargo Kanchewitz's Literary Campsite. I don't really mean for you to have to be subjected to the inner workings of the brain of Fargo Kanchewitz. Um, but you are at the literary campsite, so uh, whenever you're within the brain matter of a human being, you're in a, what they call the literary, because uh, the literary can be just about anything, really. In fact, anything that's slightly on, or very much on, or slightly off, or very much off. 
And uh, so with that explanation and uh, with your full understanding, we will uh, continue in a moment. Thank you. I'm King St. Finnerty the Festive here at the Fargo Kantowitz's Literary Campsite. Fargo is somewhere we don't know, so I'm taking over the duties. So let's uh, begin. River Run, past Stephen Adams. From Swarovishore to them the bay brings us by a commodious ficus of recirculation back to Hath Castle and environs. Sir Tristram, via Lord Amoris. Drove the short sea. Had passing corps we arrived from North America on the side of the scraggy isthmus of the Urban Minor to whip to fight his peninsulate war. Nor had topsoiled rocks by the stream of Coney saturated themselves to Lawrence County Gorgias while they went doubling their mumper all the time. Nor a voice from afar bellows Misha, Misha, to Tauf, Tauf, the Pietric. Not yet, though Venice soon after had a kid's scad pretended a bland old Isaac. Not yet, though all's fair in fantasy, where so he says there's wrath with Twone Nathan Joe. Brought a peck of paws and all that jammer shan brood by arc light and worry into the Regan brow was to be seen rinksome on the aqua face. The fall. Baba Badalgar Run, run, twan, sun, shovar, hunan, scan, to, hu, horden, sernuk. Over once Wall Street old par is retailed early in bed and later on life down through all Christian minstrelsy. The great fall of the off wall entailed with such short notice of shoot of Finnegan, a solid man that the Humpty Hill had of himself. Promptly sends an inquiring one well to the west in quest of his tumpty from toes. And their upturned pipe pointed place is at the knockout in the park, where oranges have been laid to rust upon the green since Devlin first loved Livy. What clashes of wills Jen wants? 
Austrian gods, gagging fishy gods. Brekek, kekek, kekek, kekek. Koax, koax, koax. Walu, 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 quow. Well, the Battleries partisans are still out to Mathmaster Malachus McGrains, and the Verdans catapulting the cannibalistics out of the way to boys of the hoodie head as he gates and boomerang storms. Sod's brood be, be me fear. Saint Glorian save. Arms appeal with alarms. Appalling. Killy, kill, killy. A toll, a toll. What chance cuddlies? What cashels aired, ventilated? What bidding me to love, seduced by what tegatotap solvers? What true feeling for theirs hair with what strong voice of false chicken? Oh, here, here, how sprawl met the dusk, the father of fornicationists, but no, oh, my shining stars and body. How hath Fanaspan, most high heaven, the sky sign of soft advertisement? But was, is, is it, ere were sewers? The oaks of old, now they lie in peat, yet elms leap where asks lay. Fall if you but will, rise you must, and none so soon either shall the farce for the nuns come to a set-down secular finish. Bagmester Finnegan, of the stuttering hand, Freeman's Marer, lived in the broadest way imaginable, and his rush lit too far, or Helveticus committed Deuteronomy, back for messages before Joshua and Judges had given us numbers. One yeasty day he sternly struck his teeth in a tub for to watch the future of his fates, but ere he swiftly stuck it out again. By the might of Moses, the very water was evaporated, and all the Guinnesses had met their exodus, so that ought to show you what a Penchenjuji's chap he was. And during mighty odd years, this man of Hod, cement and edifices, and Toper's Thorpe, piled Bildung Supra Bildung upon the banks for the livers by the sowing, so. He had a little fifiani of the little Crather. Wither hair and Hans took up your part in, for, in her. Oft while Baubulus Mithra ahead with goodly trowel and grasp and overroyled overalls, which he habitacularly fancied, like Harun Shilderic Egbert. He would caligulate by his multiplicables the altitude and multitude until he seesaw by neat light of the liquor where Twin was born his round head staple of other days, to rise in undress masonry upstanded, joy granted, a wallworth of a skyscape of most Eiffel Hoyth in towerly, originating from next to nothing, and celestialating the Himmels and all, hierarchic top to loptical, with a burning bush above off its bottle top, and with Laren's O'Toolers clittering up and tumbles of buckets clattering down. Of the first was he to bear arms and a name was Sadly Boozley of Riesingenburg, his crest of heraldry invert with Ancelars, Tribulant, Argent, a hedgerow of Porcelivans, Horrid, Horned, his scutcheon fest with archers strung, Helio the second, Hooch is for husbandman handling his hoe. Oh ho ho, Mr. Finn, you're gonna be Mr. Finnegan. Come day morn and oh your vine, send days eve and ah your vinegar. Ha, 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 Mr. Fun, you're going to be fined again. What then, Agent Mike, brought about that tragedy Thunder's Day, this municipal sin business? Our cube house still rocks as ear witness to the thunder of Zarephata's 
but we hear also through successive ages the Chevy Chornrush of Caliphate Muslim missileisms that would blackguardize the white stone ever hurtled turtled out of heaven. Stay us wherefore in our search for tightness, O sustainer. What time we rise when we take up to toothmick and before we lump down upon our leather bed in the night and at the fading of the stars. For a nod to the neighbor is better than wink to the Wapsanti. Otherwise, westways like that, Prava scoffing Bedouin, the Jebel, and the Ips Gypsy and Sea. Crab Herp, the Crunch Bracken shall decide. Then we'll know if the feast is a fly day. She has a gift of seek on sight, and she all casually answers helpers. The dreamy dairy, heed, heed, it may have been misfired brick, as some say, or it might have been due to a collapsus of his back promises, as others look at it. There stand by now one thousand and one stories all told of the same, but so sore did Abite Ivy's howlured abbeys, what with the wall hall horrors of rolls rites, car hacks, stonagens, kiss of ains, tram trees, farga ballers, autokinetons, hippahobbles, street fleets, torrent taxes, mega fogs, circuses, and wards moats, and basilic kirks and aeropagods, and the hoist and the jolly brule, and the peeler and the coat, and the Mecklenburg bitch bite at his ear, and the Merlin borough burrets and his four old poor courts. The boar, the moor, and his blight. Black working stacks at twelve pins a dozen, and the newbie buses slated along Safety First Street, and the dairy jelly bees snooping around Tell No Taylor's corner, and the fumes and the hopes and the strupathump of his villa's indigenous wrong keepers, home sweepers, dome creepers, thurum and thurum and fancy mud murmured and all the uproar from all the off-roofs, a roof for May and a reef for Hugh, but under his bridge, bridge suits Tony, wan warning Phil felt tippling full, his howled field heavy, his hot it did shake, there was a wall of course in erection, dim, he stoddered from the ladder, damn, he was dud, dumb, master batoon, master baton, when a man marries his lute is all long, for the whole world to see. Shies? I should she. Makul, Makul, or a why did ye die? Of a trying, thirsty morning. Sobs they sighed at Philigan's Christmas wake, and all the hooligans of the nation, prostrated in their consternation, and then do a dismally profusive plethora of an ululation. There was plums and grooms and sheriffs and sitherers and raiders and cinnamon too. And the all giant in with the shout most joviality, agog and magog, and the round of them agrog, to the continuation of that celebration until Hannon Hunnigan's extermination, some in kink and chorus, more can can keening, belling him up and filling him down. He's stiff, but he's steady as pre was he was the decent gay laborer youth, sharpen his pillowscone, tap up his beer. Everywhere in this world would ye hear such a din again, with their deep brow fundings and the dusty fidelios. They laid him brawned on a glassed bed, with a bacalypse of finisky for his feet, and a barrel load of genuses hoer his head. Tea the tootle of the fluid, hang the twaddle of the fuddled o. Hurrah, there is but young 
give for the old owl globe wheels in view, which is tautologically the same thing. Well, him, a being so on the flounder of his bulk like an overgrown babbling, let we peep, see, at home. Well, CPG ought he ought, platter plate. Hum, from Shopolis to Bailiwick, or from Ashton to Baranoth, from by the banks to round ahead, or from the foot, the bill to Irriglin's eye, he calmly extensilies. And all the way a horn, from fjord to fjell, his bay winds of Babos shall wail him rock bound. Hua, hua, hua. In the swim, swam, swum, in the livy long night, the Deladale dalpling night, the night of blurry bells, her flirt of flute and tricky trochies. Oh, Corinna, oh, Corinna, wake him with her Zavan, Isavans, and her Patterjack Martins about all them ins and houses. Tilling a teal of a tom, telling a toll of a teary turdy tobbling, grace before glutton, for what we are, gifts, and gross if we are about to believe. So pull the bag and pass the kish for cross sake. Omen, so sigh us. Grandpapa is fallen down, but Grinny sprints the board. Wastes on the joint of a dash. Fee fi foam, the fush. Wastes be his bacon head, a loaf of sing. Pantry's Kennedy's bread, and waist latch hitched to the hop in his rail, a glass of Danu and Dunnell's foamous old Doblin ale. But lo, as you would, would quaff off his fraud stuff and sink teeth through that pith of a flower white body, behold of him as a behemoth, for he is nowhere me, Mo. Finish, only a photograph of a yestern scene. Almost rubicund, Salma Solar, ancient from out the ages of the Achabemonides, he is smolten in our mist, woebecanned, and packed away, so that meals dead off for summon, schluck, schleiss, and good rid hearing. Yet may we not see still the Bruntoithian form outlined, a slumbered, even in our own nighttime, by the sedge of the troutling stream that Bronto loved and Bronto has a lean on. His cubat, Edelus, apud libertinum, parvulam. What if she be in flags or flitters, reeky rags or Sunday chosies with a mint of mines or beggar a pennyweight? Arah, sure, we all love little Annie Rooney, whom we mean to say love little Annie Rainey when under her umbrella, mid piddle, mid paddle, she ninny goes, nanny goes, nancing by, yo, Brontalone slaps, yo, snores, upon Ben Heather, and Sepal is out too, the crannic head on him, caster of his reasons, pure Yuthner in yon mist, woof, his clay feet, swarded in verdigras, stick up stark where he last fell him in, by the mud of the magazine wall where Maggie seen all with her sister in show, all over against this belly's alliance beyond L60, Ola Lola loud, ill, bagsides of the fort, bomb, terror bomb, terror bomb, look, the ambushes, the sight of the liffling and weight of the upjock and hawkums, hence when the clouds roll by, Jamie, a proud's eye view is enjoyable of our mounding's mass. Now, Whaling Stone National Museum. 
with, in some greenish distance, the triumphal Waterloose country, and the two quite white villagettes who here show of themselves so gibbous amongst the foliages, the prettilies. Penetrators are permitted into the museum mound free. Welsh in the Paddy Patkinsons, one shlank, redismembers invalids of old guard, fine pussy 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 prime, to sate the sort of their butt, for her passkey supply to the janitrix, the mistress, Cathy, tip. This way to the moosey room. Mind your hats going in. Now yous are in the Willingdon moosey room. This is a Prussia's gun. This is a French tip. This is the flag of the Prussia's, the cap and sorcerer. This is the bullet that buying the flag of the Prussia's. <laughs> this is the French that fire on the bull that bang the flag of the Prussia's. So loose the crocks gun. Up with your pike and fork. Tip. Bull's foot, fine. This is the triple one hat of Lapoleon. Tip. Lipo Luum hat. This is the Willingdon on a same white horse, the Cokenhape. This is the big Strouter Willingdon, grand and magenta in his gold tin spurs and his iron ducks and his quarter brass woody shoes and his magnets, garters and the Bangkok's best, and Gullier's galoshes, and his pull-upon-easy and war-trues. This is his big white horse. Tip. This is the free Lapoleon Boyne, grouching down on the living ditch. This is an in-my-skilling Inglis. This is a Scotcher Grey. This is a Davy, stooping. This is the bog Lapoleon, mortaring Lapoleon Beg. A Gallagher's argument. This is the petty Lapoleon boy. That was neither, neither bag nor bug. A sare, a sare. Touch hole fits too much. Dirty McDyke and Harry O'Hurry. All of them arminous, varminous. This is Delian Apps. This is Mont Tivle. This is Mont Tipsy. This is the Grand Mons Engine. This is the creamy line of the Alps hooping to shelter shock the three Napoleons. I'm King St. Finnerty the Festive here at the Fargo Kentowitz's well, literary campsite. Fargo is somewhere we don't know, so I'm taking over the duties. So let's uh, begin.
This is the Willingdon on the same white horse, the Copenhagen. This is the big Strafter Willingdon, grand and magenta, and his gold tin spurs, and his iron ducks, and quarter brass woody shoes, and his magnets garters, easy and war shoes. This is his big white horse, tip. This is the three Napoleon Boyne grouching down in the living ditch. This is an in my skilling English. This is a sc Scotcher Grey. This is a Davy stooping. This is the Bog Lapoleum mortaring the Lapoleum bag. A Gallagher's argument. This is the petty Lapoleum boy that was neither bag nor bug. Assay, assay. Touch hole fits to a mush. Dirty MacDyke and Harry O'Hurry. All of them arminous varminous. This is Dillian Alps. This is Mount Tiffle. This is Mount Tipsy. This is the Grand Mons Engine. This is the Crimeoline of the Alps, hooping the shelter shock for three Lapoleums. This is the Jennies with their Legahorns, fainting to read in their handmaid's book of astrology, while making the warren decides the Willington. The Jenny is a coo in her hand, and the Jennies is a raven her hair, and the Willington get the band up. This is Big Willington Memorial Telescope, a wounder worker. Obesidides on the flanks of the Jinnies. Six caliber frost power. Tip. This is me, Belchin, sneaking his Philippi out of the most awful, grimmest, sunshat, Cromwelly, rooted. This is the Jinnies, hasting dispatch for to irrigate the Willingdon. Dispatch in thin red lines across the short front of me, Belgium. Yah, 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 leaper or Thor, fierce seeking, field guys gaze the tiny frow, hug acting, nap. That was the tic tacs of the Jinnies for to Fontenoy the Willingdon. She, she, she. The Jinnies is Jillius agent courting all the Lapoleums, and the Lapoleums has gone boycotting crazy onto the one Willingdon. And the Willingdon get the band up. This is Bode Belchin, bonnet to Busby, breaking his sacred word with ball up his ear to the Willingdon. This is the Willingdon's her roll tip pitch back. 
dispatched, displayed on the regions rare of me, Belgian, Salamangra, aye, 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 cherry genies, fig tree you, damn fairy Anne, Vutra, Willingdon. That was the first joke of Willingdon, tick for tack, he, he, he. This is me, Belgium, in his 12-mile cow chooks, wheat, tweet, and stamp foy, the foremost footing the camp for the Jinnies. Drink a zip, drink a zip, for he's a sooner by a Guinness than he'd stale store stout. This is Rusha's balls, this is a trench, this is Mitzeltropes. This is cannon fudder with the poppy nose after his hundred days' indulgence. This is the blessed Tara's widars. This is Ginny's in the Bonnie Bond Bluches. This is Lapoleon's in the Rowdy Houses. This is the Willington by the Splinters of Cork, Order Fire, Tenere, Bull's Ear, Play. This is Camelry. This is Floodens. This is the Sulfurines in action. This is their mobbly. This is panic burns. Oh, me to God, earth is too loose. This is Willingdon cry, brum, brum, come brum. This is Ginny's cry, underwetter, goat strip fin lambs. This is Ginny's running away to their ousterless down a bunker shields. With a nip, nippy nip, and a trip, trippy trip, so airy. For their hearts right there, tip. This is Belcham's Tink You Tank You, silver plate for sitchin the crepes in the cool of his canister. Pour the pay. This is the Bismarck of the Marathon Mary of the Ginnies they left behind them. This is the Willingdon, Branlish, his same marmorial, Taller Scoop, Sosophie Capo for his royal diversion of the runaway Ginnies, Gamberista, De La Porca, Dalaveras, Femieras, this is the pettiest of the Lipoleans, toffee thief, that spy in the Willingdon from his big white horse, the Cape and Hope. Stonewall Willingdon is an old Maxi Montrumini. Lipoleans is nice hung bushel lores. This is Hyena Hennessy laughing about at the Willingdon. This is Lipsig Dooley creaking the funk from the Hennessy. This is the Hindu Shimar Shin between the Dooley boy and the Hennessy. Tip. This is the wixy old Willingdon picking up the half of the three-foiled hat of Lapoleons from out of the blottle filth. This is the Hindu waxing rangy mad for a bum's hoop. This is the Willingdon hanking the half of a hat of Lapoleums up the tail on the buckside of his big white horse. Tip. That was the last joke of Willingdon. Hit, hit, hit. This is the same white horse of the Willingdon. Cope and help. Waggling his tail scrub with the half of a hat of Lapoleums to insult of the Hindu sea boy. Honey, honey, honey. Bull's rag. Foul. This is the sea boy, Madra Shataras, up jump and pumpin, cried to the Willingdon, Ah, Pukaroo, Puka, you're up. This is the Willingdon, born stable gentleman, tenders his max barge to the Kurtzigen Shimar Shin. Bus sucker, you stead.
This is the door for him. See, boy, blow the whole of the half the hat of Napoleon's off the top of the tail on the back of his big white horse. Tip, bullseye, game. How Copenhagen ended. This way, the moosey room. Mind your boots going out. Phew. This is King St. Finnerty, the festive, sitting in for Fargo Kantowitz here today at the Fargo Kantowitz's literary campsite. We're going to continue reading Finnegan's Wake by James Joyce. Of course, this is the only book I ever read. What a warm time we were in there, but how keeling is here the Arabouts. We know where she lives, but you must not tell NL1 for the lamp of Jigalanthorn. It's a candle little house of a month and one windies, down a down, high down a down, and numbered quaintly mine, and such reasonable weather too. The wagrant winds a waltz around the Piltdowns, and on every blasted nolly rock, if you can spot fifty, I spy four more. There's that gnarly birdie gathering, run a little, do a little, pre a little, pour a little, wipe a little, kicks a little, several little, eat a little, wine a little, can a little, half a little, health a little, prof a little, gnarly bird, very table end of bleak barred fields, under his seven Rothschilds lies one lump roar, his glav to side him, scud on tourist, our bidgeons pair are flown for north cliffs, the three of crows have flapped it suddenly, Cracking of tobacco to the quivarders of that sky whence Tribu's answer. Wail as well. She never comes out when Thon's on shower, when Thon's flash with his Nixie girls, or when Thon's blowing tomb cracks down the gales of Thon. No new bow, no. Nebulous on you live. Her would be too moochy afraid of bury my leg and blind me hopes till buys will be buys. Here, and it goes on to appear now, she comes, a peace fugle, a parody's bird, a peri pot mother, a pringle pick in the it and diskippy, with peewee and powwows and beggy baggy on her biggy bag, and a flick flask fleek flinging the pixie lining packs, whemurammy bows, picking here, pecking there, pussy pussy, plunder pussy, but it's the armatides too nigh. Miller to Pucos and to Morn, we wish for muddy kissmans to the minutia workers, and there is to be a gorge-ups truce for happiness to child her everywhere. Come Nebo me and Suso, sing the day we celebrate. She's burrowed the coacher's headlight, the better to pry, who goes cute, goes sciacure, and shoes around, and all spoiled goods go into her knapsack, cartridges and rattling buttons, Nappy spatties and flax of all nations, clavicures and scampulars, maps, keys, and woodpiles of haypennies, and moonlit brooches with bloodstained breeks in them, boastin night garters, and masses of shoe sets, and nickel necks, and fodder all Michael, and a lugly parson of Kate's, and howitzer mushshears, and midgers, and maggots, ills and ells with lofts of toffs and plewers of bells, and the last sigh that come fro the heart, buckleed, and the fairest sin 
the sun saw. That's sea arc with kiss, kiss, Chris, cross, Chris, kiss, cross, undo lives and slain. How beautiful and how true to wife of her when strangely forbidden to steal our historic presence from the past post-propheticals so as to make us all lordy heirs and lady matuses, a pretty nice kettle of fruit. She is living in our midst of debt, laughing through all plores for us. Her birth is uncontrollable, with a napper in for her mask and her sabos, kick in arias, so sere, so solly. If you ask me, I sack you, ho, ho, Greeks may rise and Troisers fall, there being two sights forever a picture. For in the byways of high improvidence, that's what makes life work leaving and the world's self for sitters to sit in. Yet young Wimtan ran away with a story and let young Mim talk smooth behind the butler's back. She knows her night's duty while Luntum sleeps. Did you save any tin, says he. Did I what? With a grin, says she. And we all like a merry Dan because she is mercenary. Though the length of the land lies under liquidation, flute, and there's ne'er hair brown nor an eye bush on this glabrous face of hair shuffed. Walter, Walter, she'll loan a vesta and hire some peat and sarch the shores or cockles to heat, and she'll do all a turf woman can pit to can to piff the business on, path to puff the blaziness on, puff, puff, and even if humpty shell fall frumpty times as awkward again in the beard's boothaloom of all our ground remonstrancers, there will be eggs for the breckers come to mourn him, sunny side up with care. So true is it that there's where a turnover though tay is wet too, and we think you catch sight of a hind, make sure but you're cocked by a hen. Then she is on her behavior right job of quaintance bandy, fruiting for firstlings and taking her tithe. We may take our review of the two mounds to see nothing of the himples here as at elsewhere, by sixes and sevens, like so many hegills and collines, sit on a runt, sent breeched and sumpatreek, in their swisher wish satins and their taffa taffa tights, playing Wharton's folly at a tree party on the planko in the park. Stand up, Mikos. Make straight for minutes. By order, Nicholas Proud. We may see and hear nothing if we choose of the short-legged Bergens off Cork Hill, or the Bergamores of Arbor Hill, or the Bergen Gambles of Summer Hill, or the Bergensellies of Miscry Hill, or the Country Boss Burgons of Constitution Hill, although every crowd has its several tones, and every trade has its clever mechanics, and each harmonical has a point of its own. Olaf's on the rise, and Ivor's on the lift, Citrix places between them, but all they are, are all there scraping along to sneeze at a likelihood that will solve and salve life's robulus rebus, hopping round his middle like kippers on a griddle, oh, as he lays dormant from the macroborg of hauled hard to the microburg of Pied de Poudre. Behove the sound of Irish sense. Really? Here, English might be seen. Royally? One sovereign punned to Petery Pence. Regally? The silence speaks the scene. Fake. So this is Jeblong. Hush, caution, echo land. 
how charmingly exquisite. It reminds you of the outwashed engravure that we used to be blurring on the blotch wall of his ink-kempt house. Used they? I am sure that tiring shovel shoveler with the musical chocolate box, Mary Mitchell, is listening. I blurred the trollmans of the incubus. Used we? He is only pretendant to be stuggling at the jubilee harp from the second existed listener, Fiery Ferrelli. It is well known. Lock for himself and see the old but new Dublin W-K-O-O here by the mausoleum wall. Fim, fim, with a grand fun for all. Fum, 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 fum. The octophone, which out to fame's list, Wheatstone's magic lyre. They will be tuggling forever. They will be lichening for loft. They will be pre-tumbling for over. The harp's discord shall be theirs for olives. Four things, therefore, saith our hereditary mammon, Lucius, in his grand old historiorium, wrote near Boriorum, bluest book in Bale's Annals, F.T. in Dilisnarski's Nerer, so fail till heather smoke and cloudweed airs, ill song pall. Here now they are, the fear of um t tittis unum adar, a bulban boss surmounted up on an alderman, I I dumb nizam. A shoe on a poor old wabin. Ah-ho, Triam, Tammuz. An auburn maid, O'Brien, a bride to be deserted. Adieu, adieu. Quid libus, Marchesvan. A pen, no weightier, nor pole post. And so, and all, sucketh. So, how idlers wind turning pages on pages as innocents with Anaclete play Popeye Antipop, the leaves of the living in the book of the deeds, annals of themselves, time in the cycles of events, grand and national, bring facile wise to pass how. 1132 AD, men like to ants or emmets wandering upon a groot, a wide wallfisk, which lay in a runnel. Blubby wears a back, a blunium, 66 A.D. On Balfire's night of this year, after deluge, a crone that had a wickered kish for to hail dead turves from the bog, looked under the blade of her kish as she ran for to Sothisphage, her coward curiosity, and be me saw, but she found herself sackful of swart goody quickenshoon and small elegant brogues so rich in sweat, blurry works at Hurdlesford. Silent. Five sixty six AD at this time it fell out that risen locked damsel grieved. So both so well so well solas. Because that pet, her minion, was ravished of her by the ogre Purapeus Pius. Bloody wars in Bali Gagligabali. 1132 AD. Two sons at an hour were born until a good man and his hag. 
These sons called themselves Caddy and Primus. Primus was a sanctuary man and drilled all decent people. Caddy went to Winehouse and wrote Hopis a farce. Bloody words for Dublin. Somewhere, apparently, in the gin and go gap between antidiluvius and anadominant, the copyist must have fled with his scroll. The billy flood rose, or an elk charged him, or the sultrip world right from the excelsimos empyrean bolt and some earth spake, or the Danaman gallus banged pan the bloody duran, a scribicide then, and theirs let off under old code with some fine covered by six marks or nine pins and middlemen for the sake of his labor's dross, while it be only now and again in our rear or over era as an upshoot of military and civil engagements that a genicure was led on to the scuffled for taking that same fine sum covertly by meddlement with the drawers of his neighbor's safe. Now, after all that far-fetched and peregrine or indignant or clear lift the ears eyes of the darkness from the home of Liberlividis and Toe? How passably tyrannical all dibbering dunes and glomering glades self-stretches afore us our Fredolan's plain. Lean neath stone pine the pastor lies with his crook. Young pricket by pricket sister nibbleth on returned viridities. A maid or rocking grasses the herb trinity shams lowliness. Sky up is ever, ever, ever gray. Thus, too, for donkey's years, since the bouts of Heber and Harriman, the cornflowers have been staying at Ballymen. The dunk dusk hose has chused out Goatstown's hedges. Two lips have pressed to gather them by sweet rush townland of twined lights. The white horn and the red horn have fairy guide the May valleys of Knockmaroon, though for rings round them during a chilly out of Perihilate gangs. The Fomorians have brittled the Tuath of the Danes, and the Oxman has been pestered by the firebugs, and the joints have thrown up jerry-building to the Kevin sacks, and little on the greenish child's father to the city, year, year, and laughed hears. These packed ceiling buttonholes have quadriled across the centuries, and whiff now waft to us fresh, and made of all smiles, as on the eve of Killahu. The babblers with their thing is vain have been Confusing and hold them, they were and went. Thigging thugs were, and howling hymns, song trums were, and comely norgals were, and poly fool fiancés. Men of thawed, clerks of snurhums, the blonde sought of the brune. Earth's kiss thou may mean carry piggy, and the dunkle dames and have countered with the hellish fellows, who else tongue could do, as space of dumps bill silly. And they fell upon one another, and themselves they have fallen. And still now a nights by nights of yore do all bold floors of the field for their shine fawn. Lovers say only, call me ere I will to thee, and but a little later pluck me whilst I blush. Well, may they wilt merry and profusedly blush, betroth, for that saying is as old as the howitz. Lave away a will in a wheelbarrow, isn't it the truth I'm telling yet? To have fins and flippers that shimmy and shake. Tim, Timmykin, Tim, Tear, Tam, Ting, Tam. Flippity, flippity, flea pow, hop. That was The Birth of Hip Hop, written by James Joyce, inside of the book Finnegan's Wake. 
You're at the Fargo Catch Witches Literary Campsite. This is King St. Finnerty, the festive, and I'm here uh, for Fargo. He had to go somewhere traveling around, I think, going somewhere or other. And so taking up the reins of the duty, of course, King St. Finnerty, my, myself, I never read any book but Finnegan's Wake. That's why they call me King St. Finnerty, the festive. Good night, everybody. Well, folks, you're at the Fargo Cantor, which is literary campsite. We well, folks, you're at the Fargo Cantor, which is literary campsite. We Welcome back to the Fargo Cantor, which is literary campsite. Um, we have not been true to our word. We always think here at the campsite that mess is okay. Yeah, we're always trying to keep things clean. <laughs>
You're at the Fargo Kanchowitz's Literary Campsite. This is Petals Rock Scenario. The American Tribute to Princess Diana.
You're listening to the Fargo Kanchowitz's Literary Campsite. Um, well, we're not really literary today, unfortunately. Really do apologize for that. We're not very literary whatsoever, but we are performing Petal Sorrow Mario, the American tribute to Princess Diana, which is part of Thy Soul's Immensity, a novel which has been spawned into a movie. How about that, everybody? You want to go see a movie? How about it, everybody? Let's go see a movie, huh?
you've just listened to Petals, Rock Scenario, the American tribute to Princess Diana. It was written in 1997, about a month after she died. And that is the true American tribute to Princess Diana. Never accept the substitute. Okay, they're going to come along. They're going to say, look, look, here's a substitute. This is good enough, right? Good enough. But we're like, no, dude, no. Well, anyway, you're at the Fargo Kanchewitz's Literary Campsite. Maybe there's something to read here at the Fargo Kanchewitz's Literary Campsite. You think? I doubt it. Oh, well, never anything to read at the Fargo Kanchewitz's Literary Campsite. Why is there never anything to read at the Fargo Kanchewitz's Literary Campsite? We're going to open up the page. Just open the book, Baby Birds. I've been here a year now and everything is okay. It's okay, he said, nodding his head and smiling a stand laurel smile. They call me the tofu toddler now because I like tofu, I guess. I nodded thoughtfully for a moment, not a thought in my head. That's good, I said. That's really great. We all just left it at that and listened to the sounds emanating from the dark. We considered going to find the man, but decided to wait. The night, with its stars and natural hum and moon glow, were too luxurious to leave. We all seemed to be enjoying it, and to interrupt the silence with the sounds of thought would have seemed an intrusion into something already completed, like adding more strokes to a finished work of art. After a few minutes of silence, during which the guide had closed his eyes as if in prayer, and Fred had begun carving more designs into a staff and the tofu toddler and wrapped a brand new piece of tofu. The great white chief reached for something behind him. The dog stood up and wagged its tail. The great white chief placed a small bowl in front of the young animal and poured from a small bag of dry dog food. The guide opened his eyes and smiled when he heard the nuggets fall into the bowl. You could see he loved animals too. There you go, little girl, said the great white chief. What's your dog's name, I asked. This is Lucky, because she's a lucky dog. Somebody left her out here as a puppy, and she adopted me. Didn't you, girl? Lucky wagged her tail as she ate. We were both headed for the same place. Me and her, said the great white chief. We both started new. It's a good thing to be able to, to do, to start new, I said. Sure is, he replied. Sure is. Sometimes it's start new or die. Lucky here knows that. She's a smart dog. This is from my novel, Baby Birds. You can purchase Baby Birds at any Barnes & Noble bookstore. Um, there's a special now at the Barnes & Noble bookstore for Baby Birds. Only $800. It's a very special copy. Do, do. Well, welcome back to the Fargo Kanchewitz's Literary Campsite. Now you know what the campsite's all about. Bullshit, man. There's nothing there. It's nothing but bullshit. 41 minutes of music from a play about Princess Diana, then a few words from Baby Birds, everything from Kanchowitz. Kanchowitz this, Kanchowitz that. Unbelievable. Well, all I know is it's time to sign off here at the Fargo Kanchowitz's Literary Campsite. We're not going to have it anymore. We're done. Finished. Till next time.